With Virgin Media, you can build up the entertainment and tear down the price. Switch to Virgin Media today and get super-fast broadband and TV for just €49 a month for an awesome 12 months. The sale that stacks up. Now on. See virginmedia.ie and check out how our mobile sales stacks up too. T's and C's apply. See virginmedia.ie. 12-month contract. Offer ends 27th of February 2019. everybody hi guys well coming to you from a bunker deep deep below salt lake city utah it's thank god i'm atheist the podcast i'm frank and i'm dan and it's good to be back Mm, well welcome back thank you coming up on today's show we're gonna hear from some of you our listeners yeah and uh we're gonna do our you know our normal little look at the the news a little roundup uh, of what's going on what's going on in the world sure and and, um, yeah that whole thing so um, we're basically going to do our podcast. We're going to do our podcast. <laughs> is what we guess. Just what everybody announced. today we're going to do our podcast. <laughs> um, well, Dan, yeah, you were in Mexico. I was. Yeah, sunny Puerto Vallarta. Puerto Vallarta. Yeah. Si. Oh, how nice! It was nice. We were in a, one of those resorts. Uh, okay, you did the all inclusive thing. Oh, that's nice. No, it's not my thing. Like when I'm when I'm vacationing, I want to be out and about. I want to be mingling with locals. I want to be like, sure, you know, just experiencing the culture and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, local in- color. Instead, I felt like I was on a cruise that doesn't go anywhere. Oh, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like everybody's lounging by the pool. Everybody's eating their food and whatever. And it's just like, why aren't you people doing something? <laughs> well, aren't there like things you can go do? <laughs> yes, and we did. We had a good time. Yeah, awesome. Zip lining through the canopy of the <gasps> the mountains. Ooh, very fancy. Yeah, that's fun. That sounds like lots of fun. It was. Oh, cool. Well, welcome back. Thanks. Ah, <sighs> well, Dan. Yeah. Um. You've heard of you've heard of this whole baptisms for the dead thing, right? Wait, now who does that? Well, it's <laughs> those. It's, that's them wacky Mormons. It's those pesky Mormons. <laughs> um, they, um, you know, they've been at it. They've been baptizing they've, some dead people, and they've they've been getting in trouble lately. And they've been getting in the trouble. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, if if you haven't been following this, um, names like Anne Frank mm. showed up sure. as having been baptized for the dead. Sure. Uh, Daniel Pearl, right? The that nice the, Jewish the, reporter, the Jewish reporter who got killed um, in Afghanistan. They're just trying to save these poor people, yeah, for eternity. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're trying to help Gandhi, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Um, oh, and so, Lord. so, anyways, um, basically, this is part of the story that I don't think we've really talked about much. It might have been mentioned. Um, um, but there's this woman, Helen uh, Radke. Mm-hmm. Um, she's the main whistleblower. She's a, she's a researcher here she, in Salt Lake, oh, okay. and uh, and she has just been something of a, a watchdog right. for, for the practice of baptism. And she's just been going in. She's just been going into the uh, the old system aru and just yeah. snooping around, seeing who's the, been the, baptized. The for. access that people had, right. And uh, and just like being like, yeah, and then and then reporting on it, right? And and calling the, the LDS Church out 
for for when they inappropriately when they do what they say they're not going to do. Right. Um, I was about to say for inappropriately baptizing people for the dead, but I think it's it's widely believed to be inappropriate. Period. Well, yeah, you think about my poor grandmother. You know, God rest her soul. (laughs) Um, Lutheran. Yeah, you know, not anymore. never wanted to do the never, never really liked the whole Mormon thing. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And that her son, my father, had um, had converted, had to converted, him. and all that. But yeah. boy, my mom sure is convinced uh, that, that <laughs> my grandmother appeared to her in a dream, <laughs> accepting the work. I believe that that her. happened a hundred percent. Dreams are nutty that way. Oh, yeah. I'm sure my mom had the dream. Yeah. Yeah. It just doesn't mean that my dead grandmother actually appeared to her. If, that's anyways, what it, if that is what it means, then I've got a lot of weird explaining to do. About dreams? Yeah. If yeah. dreams literally mean what, they, what are actually happening, then oh, my gosh. Well, anyways, um, what, I'm, what I've been getting to this whole – with all of this is um, the LDS Church uh, – this was reported in the Salt Lake Tribune. The headline says, Mormon Church – blocks whistleblowers' access to proxy baptism data. <laughs> so poor Helen Radke, the whole thing that just kept her going. Well, There's this great photo of her, too, of her, like, you know, she's <laughs> talking about... She looks angry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. She, she looks like a genealogist, doesn't she? Yeah. Oh, well, she yeah. looks like something. She looks... Yeah, yeah she looks... Well, anyways, um, she's, you know, she she's a... She's a gem, right? And she's yeah. and, and and now that the the LDS Church has said, you know what? One of the main problems um, is that we've been <laughs> giving access to just anyone, <laughs> apparently. <laughs> and they've been able to like find when we've done stuff that is wrong, and, and that we've said that we wouldn't do. All I can and think so, about you read that that the uh, the title of the article, and all I can think about is: is there a subtitle that just says? Duh. Uh, no, the subtitle <laughs> says, Faith says move to help prevent mischief makers from offering <laughs> names of Holocaust victims. <laughs> oh, it's it's meant to prevent the mischief yeah. makers. Faith says move. Yes. Not so, mischief yeah. makers like Miss Radke herself, who's been making plenty more mischief. No, I'm, I'm sure mischief, or, uh, mischief makers would include her. Um, but anyways, um, what, what is interesting, though, is that the LDS Church, in, in response to uh, this whole thing, this whole kerfuffle, yeah. um, has um, – they actually this weekend uh, in their uh, Sunday church service had a statement, a letter uh, that had been written or at least – sent out from uh, the uh, the church office of the, the – well, from Thomas S. Monson, the mm. pres- current president. Mm-hmm. Uh, president, prophet, seer, and revelator. Um, Tommy LA, Monson. Tommy Monson. Um, and it was read over pulpits and uh, posted on bulletin boards in every Mormon meeting house. Mm. Um, and one of the things that they said is that violators – um, could lose their access to the church's genealogical data. No! I know! Or... My access! Even their good standing in the faith. Wow. Yes. So That's a much bigger deal. Yeah, so if they're, if they're making this something that is now worthy yeah. of church <clears throat> um, disciplinary action, yeah. then uh, wouldn't that be a new sin? 
They have created sin. Wouldn't that be? That's that seems like that's what they've done. Yeah, if you're, if, if you're subject to disciplinary action, that seems like it's a sin. You've done so well. The, the man, I'll tell you, the line, especially in this church, between what's a sin <laughs> and what's breaking a rule that we really don't want you to break, right, is pretty damned thin. Mm. And if you talk to members, they don't know that line exists. Right, a lot of members, including. Very dear people to me, right? Believe that if it's spoken by one of those guys up on the hill, it's gospel, right? So, I mean, no matter what, if you're not listening to the prophet's word, right, you're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. It's sinful just to not believe what, not do what they say. Right, period. But, I mean, yes, but that's, I mean, an individual act is is the sin. Yeah. Right. Sure. And so like, yeah, you, you could explain it away all you want that. No, 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 no. What it really is, is you're not listening to the prophet. <laughs> well, I mean, wouldn't the sin then be for any of it? No, 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 no. You're not listening to the voice of the Lord sure. in the Bible. Sure. And that's your sin. Right. Right. Like if you want to explain it away, you can explain it away. Sure. Cause yeah. Because killing, ultimately, ultimately, killing someone could be ultimately said to any be... of these acts. Right. Supposedly has one source. Right. And so, Sure. I hear what you're saying. So I'm saying they create a new sin, and I feel good about saying that. <laughs> they like creating sin. Yeah, they created sin out of out of stuff that's not even that that their that their savior did. They're the ones introducing sin into the world. <laughs> they really are. <laughs> this whole not drinking thing. Yeah, Jesus they drank. Made, yeah, they made that be a sin. They turned they turned that into a sin. Even Joseph Smith drank. Oh hell yeah! And they turned it into a sin. Yeah, yeah. Crazy sin makers. Yeah. Wow. And he what... was the one who said to avoid alcohol. Yeah, but he, but, but he drank. But he kept drinking. Well, that's because it was words of wisdom. Yeah, that's all it was. It wasn't about you, you not. Do you know who, you know who did I tell you who he stole the word of wisdom from? Who? All these dietary ideas. He who? stole them directly from the guy that invented graham crackers. <gasps> Sylvester Graham. Shut up. Who was like this big nutty health nut guy and he just had all these crazy ideas and joe smith was like oh those sound pretty good i think i'll take most of those and yeah then years and years later decades later suddenly it was somebody's adding chocolate it was and canonical law marshmallows to the graham crackers and oh. you have s'mores and and then now the mormons are fat sin well they should make that a sin what being fat <laughs> no s'mores <laughs> Well, they should make chocolate a sin if they're going to get all uh, oh, yeah. about about caffeine. caffeine. Yeah, not that that's anywhere in written down in anything. Caffeine, caffeine doesn't say no, it doesn't say it at all. No, all it, says, it, says, it. it says hot drinks. But they'll again. We've said this before. <laughs> they'll drink Stevens hot cocoa till the cows come. Home. Oh yeah. <laughs> God. Oh, that don't don't try to infuse thought into this. We all know what's right if we just. Open our hearts to Jesus. Speaking of um, knowing what's right. And Jesus. And Jesus. I, have, I stumbled. I was listening to The Story by with Dick Gordon, oh. the show on NPR. Yeah. And uh, I really I enjoyed it. But he was, he was interviewing some guys who are there's – a, there's a new documentary coming out called Holy Rollers. Mm. Not about Holy Rollers, the, the weird Christians that are like – 
that are labeled holy rollers, but about guys who are evangelical Christians uh-huh. who f- who make up what is probably the largest card-counting ring in the country. Okay. These are professional card so, counters. Okay. <laughs> they go and they play. They- and they, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so they're, they're Christian card counters. They are. And, and, and they're saying this is – we are doing this as Christians. They're not just people I, who I don't, I'm, card I'm, counters who happen to be Christian. I'm really like, confused about that. They're point. saying that they're like, are they are they like doing it for Jesus? I don't know. No, Counting they're not. They're, Jesus? they're not doing it for Jesus because they have heavy duty investors. They have people put investing millions of dollars into this enterprise, wow. and they just take this money into casinos. They okay. they dress in disguises <laughs> so that they don't get caught because. <laughs> The, all the casinos are on to these guys. And they go in and they play with other people's money. They get paid an hourly wage. Well, they, if they want good costumes, they should start, like, <laughs> dressing up as Hasids and, <laughs> and, like, as Sikhs. Sikhs, and, sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Walking with, the women could wear hijabs yeah. or, or burqas. Well, they probably wouldn't let them in if they were in burqas. No, but I don't think so. I but would and, like to see, and it's not like I in the sky wouldn't be immediately <laughs> onto them, just going in with a turban. <laughs> no, don't mind us. We're just friendly Sikhs gambling <laughs> like we always do. Blackjack, anyone? <laughs> but yeah, these guys are going in, and they're like, I mean, isn't there a whole Christian deal about gambling? Christians I mean, technically don't like gambling. Yeah, like the, the, it's like, like a whole problem. They don't. They, they, they it's, it's it's not practiced, right? <laughs> well, Very yeah. Much. I mean, most of the they're, gamblers they're, in this country more, have to be Christian, of course, right? I mean, your more conservative faiths would, of course, say that gambling is wrong. The casinos oh, yeah. are cards are and dice, and, dice and cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I grew up with that belief. Sure, I actually still don't like gambling. Yeah, you want to hear a couple of good quotes? Sure. <laughs> One of them is talking about it. He says, you know, blackjack makes people reassess what Christianity is in a good way. What? I don't know. What does that mean? I have no idea. (laughs) (laughs) I like this other guy. This one makes a little more sense to me in the sense that I at least understand what he's saying. Okay. Which is, at least we can liberate some of the money from the clutches of those who would use it for ill purposes. I mean, that's a start. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, it's doing good it's with gambling. Just, that's a great justification, don't you think? Wow. And these well, millionaires that are funding them. You can anything work if you really just try hard enough. Oh, well, otherwise religion would have died off way long ago. Oh, my ago. God. That's amazing. Okay. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> you were saying? Oh, no, it's just it's just one of those things where, you know, these guys are obviously doing something that they know mm-hmm. they're not supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're finding a justification for it, and they're making a lot of money. That's the that's the last wow. the, the truth of the matter. They're making a lot of money. They're making these investors a lot of money. It's not like these. I mean, you got to know these investors are not pure driven snow. Oh no! So it's not like these guys are taking money from the devil and giving it to the to the good guys. Well, yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not like the soup kitchen is just like right, putting so- everything on the line. <laughs> That is fucking brilliant. <laughs> I love it. It's Sister Act Part 3. 
Only this time, this, the sisters are in the casino. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they ain't singing. No, no, no. Well, they have the scene in the casino. Right? I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. But now they, need to, now they need to be playing. And no. you can't kick a nun out of your, off of your table just because you think she might be counting cards. It'd be oh. sinful. Yeah, yeah. Well, she wouldn't be doing it. Hello. Yeah. Um, well, Dan. Yeah. Um, do you know that nice Anderson Cooper? That very nice, not gay, not gay at all. Uh, not not gay. News, newscaster that definitely not gay is under a lot of pressure right now to continue to to not continue not being gay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Whatever. anyways, I'm, he, I'm off he, on a tangent. He has a a uh, sort of a Oprah formatty type talk show. Yeah, you introduced me to. I had no idea. Anderson. Okay. Yeah, which is great. Hello, Oprah. Yeah, okay. I know. Although it sounds like it's a last name because he has two last names. Oh, that's true. Um, he, um, anyways, there's a, there's an audience. He stands out in the audience with a microphone, sure. and there's people up on a stage, right. and he interviews them. And I mean, I haven't actually sat and watched a whole episode. And why would you? Yeah, I, I wouldn't. Um, but uh, they Other do post the, he's wonderful. A gentleman. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, they do post uh, good little snippets of mm. the show. Mm. And uh, so I want to play for you a little snippet oh, from okay. Anderson. Oh, exciting! Um, and uh, just to set this up, because we're gonna, I'm kind of taking it in the middle. Here. Yeah. Um, it's this is a young woman. I think she's seventeen, mm. fifteen or seventeen. I can't remember oh. exactly. I think she, I think she's seventeen. A teenager. She's a teenager, and uh, there she's one of three um, girls who all look exactly alike. They're they're sisters. Mm. Uh, cute girls. Sure. Their creepy father is sitting in, on on the end, and he has um, sort of a, a ministerial collar right mm, like a priest like a priest but he's obviously obviously i mean he has his daughters right. up, so oh. he's not a, he's not a priest priest i'm gonna look at this yeah oh he is creepy <laughs> he is not a good looking fella <laughs> you watched it earlier dan come on uh and so anyways um <laughs> well but he is he's a creepy he's a guy. Creepy looking guy anyways um so anderson cooper is uh questioning her, these girls about their um activities as exorcists yeah. So let's let's take a listen. Okay. And you say your first exorcism that you were involved with was on actually on a friend of yours, like a 15-year-old. Yes. What made you feel you needed to do an exorcism on your friend? Actually, she was a 15-year-old girl, and she was actually Bryn's friend who came in from out of town. We were just at a sleepover, and she started talking to us about, you know, she had been a really strong Christian. She'd wandered away from God, and the devil had gotten some hooks in her. And so Bryn actually led her back to God. And then we were able to perform an exorcism on her because by coming back to God. uh, After the sleepover, yeah. (laughs) But I mean, okay, so how do you know someone, you say she went away from God. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of people who have issues in their lives or problems or unhappy. How do you know it's demonic possession? I mean, how did you determine your friend was demonically possessed? At that point, I had been going through training for about a year, year, so I kind of knew what to look for. She was experiencing a terrible splitting headache for no apparent reason. And one of the telltale signs of demonic possession that Hollywood gets right is the eyes. The pupils dilate sporadically, and I know that that, that can be kind of a common thing, but when it's demonic possession, it is sporadic dilations, extractions very quickly, and you look in someone eye, someone's eyes, and after seeing training, you can see the evil. 
And so Brynn and I sat down with this girl and we looked in her eyes and for the first time in my life, I saw a demon in someone. And it was shocking, yet convincing. I mean, I, I gotta say, I don't know that it's true that you can see evil in somebody. I mean, I've met plenty of people who are evil and can smile just like everybody else. Mm -hmm. Savannah, um, what kind of training have you had to be able to do this? We spend hours every week training and working with Reverend Larson. He takes us through exorcisms. He shows us the material we need to memorize, the scriptures that correspond with what we're doing. It is all biblically based. So there is a lot of research that goes into it. We spend hours training so we know what to look for, those telltale signs. So there you have it. Oh, my gosh. Teen exorcists. Can I just say something? Oh, yeah. What? Worst sleepover game ever. <laughs> I'm down with your Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary, Bloody Mary. But when you start actually doing exorcisms, yeah, I mean, just get out a Ouija board like a normal teenager, will you? Guaranteed these girls won't go within 10 miles, knowingly, of a Ouija board. No, 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 no. no. That's a devil's toy. I also guarantee get, you. That, a devil will come, or a demon will come up through the board. <laughs> Into your hands. And then you got to exercise everybody. Your eyes start dilating <laughs> all weird. I also guarantee you that and you that get a girl. splitting headache. You do. It's awful. <laughs> I also guarantee you that that girl will never go back to their house ever again. Oh, dear God, no. <laughs> the weirdest thing happened to me at this party, Mom. Yeah, you're not. Oh. You are never to see those girls again. <laughs> I came up but with I a just, good idea, though. What's that? Optometrists as. Demon detectors. Oh, hey, that should be you know after they blow the air in your eye, <laughs> they should they, they should, should be <laughs> testing for this. <laughs> well, you're slightly myopic, and you have a little <laughs> bit of demon in you. <laughs> you have a little glaucoma. Nothing to worry about. I'm more concerned about the demonic possession. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, these girls are never allowed to work in an optometrist office. Oh my god! Um, but I, I don't know. I'm fascinated by the idea of exorcism. It's really just such a bizarre thing to me. Can I, I can I admit something just horribly embarrassing to you right now? Have Have you had a demon exorcised from you? I experimented it with my like I experimented with like casting out a demon a devil on my own once as a teenager who a kid at my school a friend at my school who was, thought that he was possessed. no no you, you just saw his she, eyes dilate here's the deal her this it was her, okay. her I was extremely pious as a Mormon right working so hard to be a really good Mormon Daniel. and believe everything Daniel. I'm serious this is this is embarrassing for me Okay, and this and this girl came to me and she was she was suicidal and she was oh, like no. she was going through okay. a really okay. really rough time okay. and I was at my wit's end like I I had tried to help her which now finally you know as an adult I realize you can't help somebody no. you can't like save somebody but I I wanted to save her and I wanted to you know and and I tried everything and she just kept coming back to me with all of these like I'm gonna do it next week I'm gonna oh do it God. tomorrow and I was just like fuck no da da da. And at one point, I looked at her and just thought, well, maybe, maybe Jesus is, you know, maybe this is a God thing. Maybe God can help here. And I just called upon my ironic priesthood oh, no. in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which Whoa. means nothing. 
And I just and I prayed and I said, you know, get this demon uh, or get this devil or something out of you or whatever. And she, and, like to her face, to her this. face. Wow. And she looked at me like she should have looked at me, which was like I was the craziest dipshit on the planet, and I was so embarrassed. It was oh like it was God. it was one of those butt clenchingly embarrassing moments of my life. Oh my God, Dan! But that's how seriously I took it. No, I know. I. And I know, I know, I know. I'm I believe just, I'm trying it. to process this. Oh my god! It, it's it. I mean, it's bullshit. It's this crazy mind fuck. Yeah, <clears throat> I hate it. Well, as somebody though who believed, like, it, well, I mean, I guess you kind of said it. You know, you 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 tried everything else. Yeah, but like, I like, just, like you know, what, it's one of those things they tell you that the devil gets in you. Yeah, they do. Yeah. And what am I supposed to do? Not believe that? I was trying to actually believe the bullshit that they spew at you. Yeah. Which nobody really tries to believe. They believe it on this sort of superficial level. But right. when you deep, deep delve into it. Right. And try to believe the crazy shit that they tell you. Huh. It turns into that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's not like Mormonism doesn't have a place for, you know, exorcism. No. It's there. You know, they, they wouldn't go around calling it exorcism. No, they don't. That's not what they say. But they, but, but they, casting out demons. Yeah, they have a whole history of that. They do yeah. it, and they still do it. They still do. Interesting, Dan. I, I was. I mean, I, I don't think in in my in my belief that I ever. I don't think I ever would have gone to that that place for somebody's problem. Right. Right. And now, of course, I never dealt with somebody's like somebody saying coming to me and saying that they you know, we're contemplating suicide. Right. But like, I just, that really kind of blows my mind. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Wow. Daniel. Nutty. Nutty. Daniel, the exorcist. I know. Didn't work. Well, I mean, she didn't, she, she didn't commit suicide. So maybe maybe it didn't work. Dan. I did it, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) You should, you know, this, the, one of the clips that we didn't watch. Uh, was, was on the was, Anderson Cooper well, on the Anderson Cooper thing was uh, Anderson Cooper asking this minister dude how much he charges for <laughs> an exorcism, yeah. and it was really kind of fun to watch the guy try to dodge it. Yeah, try to like, well, you know, I mean, if somebody <laughs> these if, other people do it for free, they, they, the people yeah. in my ministry will do it for free. They do it for free, but if somebody requests me and I have to travel, <laughs> right. then I expect my my um, my my travel expenses to be covered and then a donation to be made. And Anderson Cooper just write that he's like like four to five hundred dollars, and he's like, um, yeah, yeah, five hundred dollars. It can get up there. Sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. That, that could be a donation. Oh right, like this guy lives off of donating. This well, is the whole thing. He said he did multiples like, a day. Well, yeah, yeah. Dude's but making then, a shit ton of but money. Then Anderson Cooper's like, oh yeah, and then of course you know there's the 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 twenty question test that must be like on this guy's <laughs> website or something. But in order to take the test, you have to pay. Well, he says ten dollars, and the and the minister guy corrects him, and goes nine ninety five. Right, right. <laughs> and it's a test like, to see art. Am I demonically am possessed? I possessed? <laughs> oh my I god! Wanted, and Anderson Cooper had taken that test yeah, yeah. and said he thought he might be possessed. <laughs> and I'm sure they probably would agree. I, I'm guessing so. Yeah. I mean, he, 
He does stuff. Not that we have. Not that we have any evidence. (laughs) None of anything that he's except for Gadar going off like (laughs) mad. And actually, a um, anecdotal um, um, story uh, related from a friend of mine who used to be a uh, a television cameraman in Washington D.C. And uh, he was sent on assignment to cover Katrina, I want to say. This and, is juicy. Bro. Yeah, I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> and um, and he he had a long – he was able – like their station was like r- – was set up right next to CNN. Oh. And Anderson Cooper was, you know, down there reporting and everything. Yes. And he's, uh, very, he's very rugged. 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 <laughs> and uh, – and uh, this friend of mine was like, and yes. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I mean, he didn't say anything to you. And he's like, yeah, but you know, like there's the persona on camera and then there's the persona as soon as the camera turns off. He's, he's and he's like, up. the man is gay. From New Orleans, I'm Anderson Cooper. Good show, everybody. That was great. <laughs> Who wants a facial? <laughs> Somebody bring me my my Manhattan. <laughs> Who wants to go out for brunch tomorrow? <laughs> yeah. Hey, wait! I go to brunch. Damn, <gasps> you go to brunch more than I go to brunch. I know. I go to brunch every week because I love it. Yep. All right. Um, do you know who Lisa Murkowski is? Um, she's a member of Congress. She is right? a state senator from the good state of Alaska. State senator. Or not state senator, a senator. A, a senator. U- United States senator. U.S. senator from, from the state, the of, state Alaska. of Alaska. Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. I needed to be more clear on that. She, her, if you'll recall, her husband, or her, no, her father was the state senator, the senior senator from Alaska. Yes. And I think also a governor of Alaska. Okay. And then she took over. I think okay. he, he Died or something. Anyway. Political legacy. Yeah. Okay. Um, a Republican. Okay. Well, I'm proud of this woman. Okay. What did you do? Here's the deal. You you know the Blunt Amendment, which is the amendment that was in that was introduced recently in the in the Congress that was about um you know this big flap about the the, the birth control mm-hmm. and uh Obama wanting to mandate coverage of birth control uh regardless of whether or not you think it should be mandated. Right. Whether your employer <laughs> right. thinks it should be mandated. Right, exactly. And is Eve and is a religious organization. Right. Yes. Okay. So there was a big flap about that. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, there was the big flap about only men getting to testify before Congress about this issue, which was great. Right. And then there was the right. flap about, oh, we, we don't really want to go into the whole Rush Limbaugh thing, do we? I don't... I don't know what we could possibly add to that conversation. Except that he's a steaming pile of crap and we all know that. Yes, I'll go there. Right. And then move on. Yeah, it's not like yeah. it's not like that should be news to anyone. Right. I don't want to say anything about Rush Limbaugh. Right. Anywho, Murkowski voted for this amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, this amendment, by the way, which was never going to go through. Mm-hmm. It was always just posturing. However, here's what's interesting. She retracts it. Mm. She says that uh, – <clears throat> let's see. I, she says, I have never had a vote I've taken where I have felt that I let down more people that believed in me. Wow. She is 
on board. She recognizes that this is a health issue. Wow. That this that this is a woman's issue. Wow. And she and she is completely penitent to the point that <clears throat> and she's a Catholic. Wow. Okay. <clears throat> Here's what she said. I have always said if you don't like abortion, the best way to deal with it is not to have unwanted pregnancies in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. Exactly. That's, that's, that's Planned Parenthood's that's, line. That's even. spot on. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? It's through contraception, she says. Yeah. Then she says, and I think that this is fascinating. You know, I don't adhere to all the tenets of my faith. I'm a Republican. I don't adhere to all the principles that come out of my party. I'm also not hesitant to question whether I think my, that my church, my religion, is not current. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. Ain't that a thing? That just seemed that seemed like a big deal to me. Wow, Lisa Murkowski. Oh, setting up setting up what I think is an awesome example. Yeah, that's amazing. That's Same. amazing because in that position, her her voice carries so much cachet. Absolutely, so much weight. I mean, it's it's just it's. I don't, that, and I don't remarkable. think I don't think anyone can can question her street cred as a Republican. And that's that's what I mean. Yeah. Right? Like coming coming out of that and, and with, with her background and who she is. And in Alaska. In Alaska. Is, we, we know Alaska is a, as as red as a red – well, I mean could, it's not as red as this. I, I don't think everybody could hear me rolling my eyes. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but They did go back pretty far. <laughs> I think he saw his brain. I'm surprised uh, that the microphone did not pick up the sound <laughs> of my eyes rolling. Um, yeah. So – yeah. Anyhow, yeah. Anyway, I, I congratulations, Senator yeah, Mikowski. Absolutely, yeah. Um, well, another fun thing that's been out in the news. Yeah. Um, the um, you know the, these, I, I, I got a lot of. Uh, I guess I don't know. I had one thing that wasn't Mormon. Um, <laughs> it's okay um, to have Mormon things. It's okay. It's totally okay. People to have know Mormon that we're, we're in Salt we're Lake, in Salt Lake and, and we're former Mormons and or Formans, as I like to call us. <laughs> I don't know what to think about that. <laughs> um, so, um, so Dan, yeah, you know about this whole Mormons and blacks and the priesthood thing. Oh yeah, we've talked about this, right? Yeah. Um, How they didn't have it for the longest time. The they weren't the blacks, blacks weren't allowed to have. The we're not allowed to have the priesthood in the Mormon Church. Yeah, the priesthood being the authority to act, basically. In the name of God, yeah, on Earth, it's yeah. magic powers. It's magic powers, full you on magic powers, um, and the ability to go to the to heaven, to the highest form of heaven, and cast out demons. Cast out demons, yeah, as Dan did. I got to do it. Yeah, <laughs> dipshit like me gets the priesthood, but some black guy can't have it. <laughs> well, anyways, um, yeah. there was some flack um, this um, this last week mm. or so. Um, there's this uh, religion professor down at Brigham Young University. Down to the BY? Down, yeah, down, the Y, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, who um, is, is quoted in a Washington Post article um, about uh, the, the, the LDS Church's history with race yeah. and how it's been an evolving stance. Indeed. Um, and it's been inconsistent uh, mm. through history. Right. Um, and, uh, and it's, it's, it's an interesting read. It's a good read. I would recommend it. Maybe we'll put a link up on the, on the blog. Okay. Um, that's thank God I'm atheist.com. 
Good plug. Um, good plug. Good plug. <laughs> and uh, so, so anyways, um, he he comes out and he says some things to kind of explain, kind of justify, right, the the, the stance. Mm. And um, you know, he points to Mormon holy text. Um, you know, the 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 book of Abraham. We've <clears throat> talked about the book of Abraham. Yeah. Um, and that, you know, talking about sort of this history of, of, uh, that it recounts that all the, all the descendants of Ham and Egyptus, uh, were black and barred from the priesthood and the Ham being the son of Noah, right? Egyptus was <laughs> right. his, um, dark skinned wife. wife. Right. Um, and, uh, we did, we talked about that. We did talk about that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just want, I'm just refreshing people's minds. Indeed. Anyway. So, you know, this is the mark of Cain. Um, Brigham Young is on record as having, he's quoted as saying that the mark on Cain was quote, I want this to be attributed to him, uh, quote, the flat nose and black skin. <laughs> okay. Um, so, <laughs> you know, they, they have a, a pretty good solid, you know, history here. Yeah. Um, so he, he says, this yeah. is uh, Randy bot religion professor. He says, God has always been discriminatory. Okay. That's <laughs> yeah. the end of the quote. And then, you know, the, the article starts to fill it in when it comes to whom he grants the authority of the priesthood. Okay. Oh. Um, and uh, he, you know, quotes Mormon scripture um, that says that the Lord gives to all, to, to people all that he seeth fit. Um, and then, <laughs> and then Bot compares blacks with a young child prematurely asking for the keys to her father's car. Oh no. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Immature black people. Yeah. You yeah. cute little Dickens. You, <laughs> Oh my! Couldn't possibly until the year 1978. <laughs> they weren't ready when they finally matured. They finally graduated when they turned 16 <laughs> and could get the keys to the car. Oh my god, that um, is so gross. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and so here he goes on. Um, what is discrimination? <laughs> asks. I think it is keeping something from somebody that would be a benefit for them, right? <laughs> But yeah. what if it wouldn't have been a benefit to them? Because they they would have just crashed okay. the damn car. Bot says that the denial of the priesthood to blacks on earth, although, um, okay, the denial of the priesthood to blacks on earth protected them from the lowest rungs of hell reserved for people who abuse their priesthood powers. Ugh. Quote, you couldn't fall off the top of the ladder because you weren't on the top of the ladder. So in reality, the blacks not having the priesthood was the greatest blessing God could give them. Holy shit. <laughs> I, you know, if there is any prophecy that occurs within the presidency of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, their butts were twitching before this came out. And they didn't know why. Because this is like shitstorm central. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, So it was a big deal. Yeah. Right? People were freaking out about this. Um, in fact, it hit Slate. Isn't he one of the most popular um, 
He is professors. He is at the, the most popular professor at BYU, hands down. This uh, this <laughs> professor rating website of um, God, I can't. It's remember. like rate my prof or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, he's so highly rated that you could you could say that he is perhaps the most popular professor in the country. He was at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like this guy, his <laughs> students love him. Oh okay. Gosh. They they flock to his classes. They enjoy his classes. They 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 um you know, and obviously would give a lot of credence to what he's what he has to say. Right. If he's saying this to the Washington Post, Clear, I don't, clearly, clearly he's been he he's been saying like this, this in class. he's been saying this for years. Yeah. And so he, yeah, he's he's indoctrinated a whole bit it's it's pretty wild. Um oh but the good uh little gem in here um because the the article is really asking and trying to answer the question of are are Mormons still is there racism still in right. like prevalent within Mormonism right right and so the article is sort of structured as well here's the history here's some what people currently say this is how they the, the blacks finally got the priesthood it says you know that you know even in you know um, 1981 um, the church changed scripture. Yeah. So that it would read, so that a righteous tribe in the Book of Mormon is no longer described as white, right? But simply as pure, right? Right. White and, so, and delightsome, I believe, was the phrase that was. Yeah, white and delightsome, and now it says pure and delightsome. <laughs> um, and so, so anyways, so it, that's the structure of this whole thing. And then they uh, they say um, um the, the reporter obviously was on campus at BYU mm. and says nearby <clears throat> in the Wilkinson Center which is um kind the, of a student union. union yeah 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 it's a student union uh students attended a 70s dance in honor of Black History Month they dressed in <laughs> funky outfits and listened to a DJ <laughs> playing Brick House under a slideshow featuring a dunking Dr. J, <laughs> the cast of Different Strokes, and a box of Count Chocula cereal. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> You're serious about Count Chocula? <laughs> it says it right here. Oh my god. I did not know he was black. <laughs> well, it's chocolate. <laughs> Uh, uh. Oh my god, that is okay. This is it's so it's so it's too much. There's too much here. There's too much. I you know, I got to say, I will say this, and I mean this. Yeah. I think that that um systemically or or rather um organizationally, mm -hmm. the Mormon Church has really done a great job of expunging uh, racism. I would agree. I think yeah. they've done an action. They've really made a concerted, concerted effort. They've done a. They've, they've worked very hard. Mm -hmm. That's the system. So right. systemically, I think they're good. Right. However, mm. Mormons themselves, mm. and especially Utah Mormons, I can't mm. really speak very very well to Mormonism outside of Utah culturally. Mm. Okay. But culturally, inside of Utah. It's still a fucking racist place. Yeah, well, I, I don't think that you can um, be in such a predominantly white community. That's true. Um, and and shelter your children as much as Mormons do shelter their children from the outside world. Right. 
As um, a, like as a concerted effort. As, as, a, a, as, a, as absolutely a, as a concerted effort. Right. Um, and then be surprised when those children grow up and have – they may not have like – they may not actually have beliefs that other races are lesser. Mm. But they have absolutely no clue how to appropriately – Interact with people of different right. races. Discuss race as a concept. To discuss race as a concept. To hold a dance during Black History Month. Right. Right. You know? So inappropriate. So completely inappropriate. And that, that stems from and people, just the demographics of Utah and the, and the way that Mormons raise their kids. And you listeners out there who aren't in Utah, who have never been to Utah, <laughs> if you go to the BYU <laughs> campus... There is not a whiter place yeah. on yeah. the planet. If you come to Salt Lake, you'll Even be like... Even the black people there are white. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay, that's that you. That's a yeah, little much, Dan. Okay, that's yeah. a little much. No, but it is so white there. It is. It's, it is. It's, it's, it's uncomfortably right. white. Right. You come to Salt Lake, and you're going to be like, especially if you're coming from like a, a, a major urban center. Right. right. Of the, you know, one of one of the big American cities. You you are going to come to Salt Lake, and you're going to go. Wow, this is a pretty white place. Yes. Fact of the matter is, Salt Lake <laughs> Salt Lake compared to Provo is like totally diverse. Oh my God, it's yeah. unbelievable the difference. No, it's so, it's. I mean, and you notice it coming from Salt Lake down to to Provo. You notice it. You feel it. Yeah. yeah. And and here's the, here, you know, it's interesting. Just recently, you know, the show What Would You Do? Yeah. With, yeah. Yeah. With, they they stage yeah. scenarios for people to. They you know, recently they did. test people's. Ethics, basically, right. right? And I think their most recent one was in Utah. No, oh, you're kidding. They did one in Brigham City, and they did one in Provo. Oh, no way. And Brigham City is a small town north of Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Provo's south of Salt Lake City. In Brigham City, they did a race one. Mm. Actually, featuring my friend, uh, actor Carlton uh, Blueford, on uh, as as their as as their actor. He's a he's. It's not easy to find black actors in Utah, but they do exist. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so, and he did a great job. Mm-hmm. And and uh, so, basically, he was the young boyfriend to this girl, and they were she was introducing him to her dad. Is the setup okay? And this is happening in a public space in a restaurant. Okay, all right. And uh, and so, hey, dad, this is Carlton. And then he, of course, blows up, and you can't, you can't be with him and he's black and you didn't tell me he was black and mm-hmm. how did you get accepted into my daughter's school did you have a basketball scholarship and just i mean he was spouting okay. a bunch of racist right, shit. Right, right, right. and uh and uh and of course the whole setup is let's see how the people around respond exactly and one guy who was eating at this restaurant alone on his 40th birthday which i thought was kind of sad <laughs> he he goes and stands up he goes up to the to the dad and says hey i won't I won't hear you spouting this racist stuff uh, in the middle of the thing, which I thought was great. Yeah. And then. So, but, but like, that's one person. That's one person. And they, they usually do this over and over. Right. Did, did, were multiple people in pro in, in Brigham city responding similarly? No. Okay. So, okay. So the next thing that they show is this old lady Uh and an old lady, you know, old people. I can find them anywhere. Yeah, and so this old lady is like, and by that I mean racist old people, right? So, yeah. so they have the kids leave the argument, and the old lady leans over to the dad and and is like, "You're right," and blah blah blah. Oh. And the dad's like, "Oh, are you sure? You know, I, am I doing the right thing?" And she's like, 
white should stay with white and colored people should stay with colored people and oh you stay with the people that are your kind and and blah 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 Birds and she goes off. now again i'm i'm actually racism is never okay but this mm-hmm. lady was like three steps from death and frankly <laughs> if you're that old you're it's hard to teach dogs old dogs new tricks well, yeah and what was disturbing yeah. was the woman sitting behind her uh-uh who is, was middle-aged, maybe in her 40s, mm-hmm. early 40s it looked like to mm-hmm. me. If not, she, she probably, she's probably in her 30s and just looks old. Mm. She, like, okay, she, first of all, to give context, she starts to cry. But she's a Mormon, and Mormons cry. They'll cry. They are anything, criers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, the, people outside of Utah wouldn't understand this watching this. But she was, so she starts to cry, and you're like, why is she crying? She leans over and she's like, my daughter has a friend. And she swears he's just a friend, but I just said to her, you will not date him. And she says he's just a friend, but it just scares me. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> it was so bad. Yeah. I was I was blown away. Wow. Because, I mean, you, you, you know it's there, but yeah. yeah. So, so that's, that's Brigham City. What about Provo? A Provo was, was the it gay. Different? It was the gay. It was a gay thing. Oh, kid coming out to his dad. Okay, Provoans fared pretty damn well. Really? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. The, what's a, What's amazing though is everyone that came to the kid's defense mm-hmm. had a brother that was gay. No way. That's what it was. Wow. They were all like, "Yeah," and at first it made me sick, and I just wanted to throw up and blah blah blah. But you know what? Now he's like the best member of our family, and he's like <laughs> the most loving, awesome guy, and I just love him to death. So you should just accept your son and blah blah blah, which is the right message. Yeah, that is. That's an amazing message, actually. Right. That, that the initial reaction was one of not accepting. Right. And then turning and yeah, that's okay. Yeah. So I mean, I, and I think that's absolutely beautiful. Hmm. And again, it points to what we've said before about. Like, what's the correct course of action when it comes to something like something that that's shunned by society, like being gay, mm-hmm. or in our, our, our case, being uh, an atheist? Mm-hmm. And that is come out. Yeah. If you come have out. the bravery, if you have the the, the courage and, and and the will, just come out because other people need right. your support. Well, and I think that um, that also though, <clears throat> just stepping back slightly, the difference, and this is not to justify anything. It's actually, it's just kind of a thought. Um, the difference between um, Provo and Brigham City and the, the, te- oh. the tests mm. that were being done is that, you know, someone you know and love is gay. Right. Someone you know and love isn't necessarily black. Right. And it is an exposure thing. It and is, in Brigham City, you're, you'd never find I – right. I doubt there's any black people Right, in exactly. City. I don't think there are. It's just, it's, <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's a town of 20,000 people. I'm sure there's someone. Really? I'm not going to – I've spent a lot of time in Brigham. I've never seen a black person there. Huh. Anyways, it's not to justify. It's not to justify. No. You know anything, but it. I mean, it is, and it's. It's so. It's going to be the same way with atheism. Right. You know, as as people come out, it's going to work a little bit more, probably, like the whole gay thing. Right. Because you'll have the atheist in a family who says, "You know what? I know you're all a bunch of Mormons, but I don't believe it anymore." Right. The other thing we need to do is start training atheists not to be so goddamn confrontational and angry all the time. That or yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway. Uh, uh, oh, 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 oh. And there was one other thing that I wanted to mention. If you want to see, what? 
what racism might look like on the BYU campus. Because at BYU, BYU is a special place. <laughs> There's a video somewhere floating around online. I'll try and find it and put it on, on thankgodimatheist.com. Mm-hmm. It's a guy – and the whole setup of the video I find horribly questionable to begin with. But I, it's I a know. guy in, who puts on blackface mm-hmm. and goes and interviews BYU students right. about Black History Month. Right. And there's this – but what he does uncover – I think the blackface thing was such a misstep. Such a Well, is he trying to – I mean I, – I just – I don't think that it worked. It, it, Whatever it was, was not a good choice. It was no matter what he was trying to do. It was just not a good right. choice. Any, but if you move past that, mm-hmm. what you see is what's interesting about the racism that occurs in BYU. Okay, which is that it it's there. It's got a really slick surface to it, so it's hard to spot at first. Okay, but there's like because people, but it, it, you know more than anything, it's not even like a conscious racism so much as it is a. And ignorance. It's what we were talking about. It's like they just don't understand the conversation. Mm-hmm. They don't understand how to talk about it. They don't understand what's appropriate and what's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. It's just blind ignorance. Right. Anyway, you okay. can maybe we'll put that on there. All right. Cool. Okay. You know what? I'm going to lighten the mood a little bit. All right. And talk about my personal favorite person in the world. Oh, who's that, Dan? Miley Cyrus. One Miss Hannah Montana. She's so great. <laughs> okay. No. Anyway, uh, no, actually, so she got in a little bit of trouble recently. What'd she do? Um, she tweeted a pic and, and the word beautiful because it was a pic of uh, – it was a picture of Lawrence Krauss, who's a theoretical physicist. Okay. And uh, it comes with a quotation that says – I'll just read the whole quotation because I like it. Every atom in your body came from a star that exploded, and the atoms in your left hand probably came from a different star than the atoms in your right hand. Hmm. It really is the most poetic thing I know about the universe. You are all stardust. You couldn't be here if stars hadn't exploded, because the elements, the carbon, nitrogen, oxygen, all the things that matter for evolution, weren't created at the beginning of time. Uh, weren't created at the beginning of time. They were created in stars. Mm-hmm. So forget Jesus. Stars died so you could live. Mm. Mm. Uh-oh. Controversy! <laughs> <laughs> Little and Miss Hannah Montana's did, in what, some trouble. Oh, boy. Did she, is, uh, what well, has she said since then? Anything? A little bit, but not much. Honestly, it, she actually didn't say anything about it until, like, I think it was today on the, on the Twitters. Mm. And then she started tweeting things about, like... I like this one. She said, it's sad. It makes me sad to think that the world is this way. Uh, oh, no. Oh, how? here's what she tweeted that I liked. How can people take the love out of science and bring hate into religion so easily? Wow. Right? Wow. Who is this girl? Really astute. <laughs> I, I kind of love that. Well, all right. That's, that's good stuff. Yeah. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. I to which by the way guess. to which by the way someone someone replied You're utterly retarded, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh All my right. god. Well, um 
let's take a quick break, Dan. Let's do that. Um, but before we do, uh, I just want to make sure people know how they can join the conversation. Indeed. Um, you can always leave us a voicemail mm-hmm. at 424-666-TGIA. That's 424-666-8442. We'll be hearing a voicemail in just a minute, as yeah. a matter of fact. You can also email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. And you can follow the Twitter feed at TGI Atheist. Also, find us on Facebook. Find us on Facebook. Thank God I'm Atheist. It's Facebook slash Thank God I'm Atheist, or you can just search for us. Sure. And, of course, there's the blog, thankgodimatheist.com. So, um, what we're going to be listening to during our short break is a clip of uh, one Mr. Pat Robertson. Oh, he's a peach. He is a peach. Um, Anything we need to do to set this up? (laughs) Let's just just let him go. Let's listen. This is Don from Illinois who wants to know, why did God send the tornadoes? Uh, God didn't send tornadoes. God set up a, a, a world in which certain currents uh, interfere and, and interact with other currents. When you have uh, a warm group of air coming out of the south, coming up against the cold mass that's up in the north, mm-hmm. you'll get vortexes and that in turn will spawn tornadoes. God doesn't send tornadoes to hurt people. He doesn't send, you know, we call them acts of God, but they're not. Uh, So uh, all I can say is that why do you build houses in a place where tornadoes are apt to happen? Yeah. Well, and this year, of course, the weather patterns, Mm. the warm winter and the warm, you know, early part of the year that we're having seems to affect all of that. But I think the bigger question for people spiritually is always not so much why did God send them, but why didn't he intervene you know you think people always ask that question well, when there's I mean, tragedy if enough people were praying he would intervene you you could pray God, jesus still the storm you could still storms but you know the hurricane for example is a release mechanism that god set in to take the heat out of this world and to transfer heat around various parts of the globe it's very necessary the fact that people decide they want to build houses on the edge uh, uh, of an ocean uh, it's their fault. It's not God's. You know, it's the same thing with if you're going to build a house on the San Andreas Fault. You know there's going to be a fault. You know the, the earth is faulted and there are going to be earthquakes. So, so don't, don't, don't blame God for doing something foolish. Oh, my God. Don't blame God. <laughs> Honestly, it's like, who is this man? He is all over the map. I'll tell you who he is. He's apparently a meteorologist. That's who he is. I was like... That was some pretty <laughs> clearly explained weather phenomena. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, wow. Really? The hurricane <laughs> releases and redistributes heat around the planet? I thought that was God's finger that did that. No. Not only is... Okay, first of all, who is this guy? Because for decades, this guy has been <laughs> telling us that weather phenomena are God's judgment yeah. against us. Yeah. Like, so what the hell? Well, he's the one who famously talked about Katrina. Yeah. And that it was God's wrath, right? Because right, of the gays and the, the mm-hmm. abortions and the whatnot. Down there. And the feminists. Yeah. I think he actually did say feminists were also part of the problem. Wow. Yeah. And then the, there's that. He, t- yeah, he famously also talked about Haiti. Yeah. Oh, um, that's right. With the dude. earthquake. And, I mean, mm. he mentions the San Andreas Fault there. So, like, what? I mean, isn't it this... <laughs> He, yeah. he was the one who, back in 1998, warned the city of Orlando, Florida, not to put up rainbow flags 
to celebrate gay day because <laughs> it's he said i don't think i'll be waving those flags in god's face i don't think i'd be waving those flags in god's face if i were you a condition like this will bring about the destruction of your nation it'll bring about terrorist bombs it'll bring earthquakes tornadoes and possibly a meteor wait what year 98 well he called the terrorist thing <gasps> he did that meteor's on its way <laughs> The meteor's definitely coming. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, Daniel. Oh, God, Pat Robertson. Yeah, so, uh, some inconsistency when it hits the heartland, when it hits yeah. the Bible belt. Right. Uh, kind of a different response from one Mr. Pat Robertson yeah. about God's intentions and God's role right. and what God does with weather. wonder if he would have said like the same thing. Sounds like God just kind of if- lets... Let's weather do its thing, according to Pat Robertson. Unless it hits New Orleans. Unless it hits New Orleans, and then of course it's God's wrath. Those, torna- those tornadoes had been in in Vegas. He would have had a field day. <laughs> well, I personally, I, I if I were Pat Robertson, I wouldn't be so quick to just dismiss, just throw it away. Yeah, yeah, you he, know, because I, 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 I don't know. Actually, I don't want to make light of tornadoes. No, a lot of people were hurt. So yeah, that's that's. I was about to go down a route that didn't feel too good. <laughs> so I'm going to let the light of Christ point me in the right direction. Good job. And I'm not going to way to I'm feel the spirit. Way. Yeah. All right. Well, well, we got some uh, some emails from people, folks. We yeah, people are people are writing in saying some oh awfully goodness. nice things. Yeah. To us. Um, Richard. Should we start with Richard? Sure. Talk about him. Yeah. Richard starts um, saying that he uh, recently discovered the podcast and how much he enjoys it. Um, And uh, yeah, really nice. Um, He has a suggestion, however. Okay. uh, Dan, that I think we're going to have to take up. Oh, We're going to have to do this. Um, Christian movie reviews. Ugh. Richard, um, why are you making me watch Christian movies? <laughs> oh, okay, we're going to do it. Uh, he says that he likes the church reviews, um, but, out of, but out of all the atheist podcasts I've listened to, and I've listened to almost every one of them, uh, I've never heard much discussion about Christian movies, except The Passion of Christ. It makes so, sense for us to do it. We're, we're film guys. Yeah, and we he really actually um, he suggests that there's a bunch on Netflix, and so <laughs> okay. all right, we'll 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 have some boozy. I'm gonna and, get uh, drunk, <laughs> and we're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. So we'll get to that in a couple of weeks. We Dan and I have a couple busy weeks ahead of us. So, um, I'm gonna be in Oklahoma for a week. Forgive us, Richard, if we, family, if we don't so, if we don't get um, right to it. But um, yeah, we're yeah. we're gonna we're that's on the list. We're gonna. It's get a good one. That. We'll do it, Catherine. Did you get Catherine's email? I did get Catherine's email. Catherine, um, we just want to. I just want to shout out to Catherine. Shout I, out to it Catherine. Was a really nice email. And Super she's, awesome email. She's apparently she's thirteen. Yeah. So uh, sorry about the language. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> I don't think she minds. I don't think she cares. Um. And uh, but don't let your parents know that you're. Li- I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well. No, yeah. no. I hope her parents are listening. I hope her parents listen as well. Yeah. Um, anyway, but it was a really nice uh, message, and I, I hope I wish her the best. Yeah. Good job. Absolutely. Thanks, Catherine from North Carolina. And then there's Jared uh, from Evanston, Wyoming. Evanston, fantastic Evanston, where Salt Lakers all go to get their illicit booze. And, yes. And fireworks. Uh, kegs of beer. Yeah. And uh, and smokes that aren't legal. Right. In the state of Utah. Indeed. Uh, so. Um, 
Let's see. What said some nice stuff, but he also talked about he talked about his mission. Yeah, he talks about going on an LDS mission and and kind of relates a story about. Well, he actually it's 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 kind of interesting because he's he's talking about podcast ten. So a number of podcasts ago, when we were, I think one or the other of us had had sort of posed the question of would. Mormons baptize somebody who is post-op transgender. Right. And and we were both kind of, I think, stumped. Yeah, I, we, I we had were like, no well, idea. if they did it before, what would they, you know, right. whatever. And, 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 and it also leads into questions about who gets the priesthood. You know, does a female to male transgender person get the priesthood? Blah, blah, blah. Right. And so um, he uh, recounts a story of being on his mission um and uh and met a woman who was just like the perfect candidate for baptism mm. it turns out that she had been a man mm. had been excommunicated right from the LDS church oh so she had already, yeah that's right she had already um, been a member because he became a woman because he became she and uh and but anyways he says we were told that if he had not had the oper- the full operation uh that he could have been rebaptized if he went back to a male. Wow. But I guess once you do the snippy, there's no correcting it in the LDS mind. Correcting, in quote. Um, Which again and, is um, a bit of a kettle of fish because what happens to somebody who like – like a soldier in Afghanistan who gets his, his junk blown off? Well, that's totally different. Well, I know it's different. But, but I mean it's like – it's. Uh, but I mean, isn't that the crux of this? Is like the actual physical removal of the genitals? I think it's the intention, is what they're. Yeah, probably. You know, sure. And also the fact that it has something to do with homosexuality or. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty queer. Sexuality that is somehow, you know, right. different from, from their norm. Yeah. Um, but, anyways, um, oh, but this, is, this is actually kind of funny. Uh, he says, then we got in trouble because we were, uh, we were found out. Or it, you know, basically, it was found out that we weren't taking a third priesthood holder from the ward when we taught single women discussions. <laughs> <laughs> so here is a man who, like, in their eyes, is still a man, but blah blah. Right, blah, right. Blah, That's blah. yeah, yeah. Really, really, really funny. That is funny. Um, or at least I thought that was funny. So All thank right. you, Jared. Um, and take uh, care of yourself out there in Evanston. Yeah. It's a uh, Wyoming's n- never been my favorite place in the world. It's not that exciting. But I hope that Jared has an awesome time out there. Yeah, yeah. Evanston's a, a a neat little town on the border, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Don't look at me like that. Evanston's fine. They've got a cute little downtown area. Have you ever been into Evanston beyond the the, the shops at the border? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. It's fine. Whatever. It's fine. All right. Um. Well, uh, we have a voicemail that we want to play. Yeah, let's play the voicemail. That's all right. Cool. Let's let's listen. Hey guys, this is Eric from Colorado. I just listened to the show with uh, Dan and Adam, and you guys were agreeing with Santorum about not apologizing for the brain of the corrupt in Afghanistan. And I wanted to express uh, my opinion on that, that I'm an Afghan war veteran, and of course an atheist, and I worked alongside armed Afghans every day for a whole year, and I knew at any time they could shoot me. Um, so that was always a concern. So now I completely agree with Obama and all the generals apologizing just so we can get the uh, 
the American military out of there, you know, alive. Once we leave, I don't, you know, we don't give a shit what we do with them, but uh, as long as there's Americans working alongside Afghans, armed to Afghans, uh, we should be apologists and they're trying to get them uh, calmed down so they don't shoot our guys in the back of the head. So that was my point. Thank you. All right. Yeah, thanks, Eric. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um, and that makes a lot of sense. And it does make a lot of sense. And I, and I think that the point that I was, that I was making... Right. Um, had to do more with, because I, I think the line that I said was, um, and to be clear, it was, it was you, Frank. And it was Adam. me. Yeah. Not, it was not, not me and Adam. <laughs> and by the way, oh, I, ne- I never thanked Adam for, for filling in for me. Thank you so much, Adam. For yeah. Doing that. Yeah. He did a great job. Yeah. Um, and, um, I, I think though that what, what I was, what I was getting at and, and I, and I really hope that it, it didn't sound like I was, you know, um, advocating sort of a dangerous position for, mm. for, our, for our men and serve men and women in service. Um, but what I was saying was, um, that I don't think that uh, apologizing for, you know, burning any tech religious text should, should be required. Right. When one does that, that it shouldn't least of all, it when, it's not mistake, be, when it's a mistake, especially when it's a mistake, but even if it were intentional, um, it's a stupid, it's a it, book, it's a book. It's it's not the word of God right. of your God. You're it not is burning God word, himself. It's word of God according to you, transcribed and blah blah blah. Like I, I don't and I, one of millions of one copies. of millions of copies, so forth and so on. And yeah, it's an affront, and it's a and it is offensive to the believers. Right. And and I absolutely get that. But I I, I think that also one of the things that I said in the episode was that you know. I, it's not like I want Santorum to win. I want a diplomat in office. <laughs> right. You know, totally. Like, and and a diplomat is somebody who would apologize for right. that. And absolutely and, and the was, right thing to I do. And I think it was right of Obama to do it. But absolutely. But on, on just and, – and maybe I, I definitely wasn't clear about it and maybe I should have picked a different example to try to make the point. But if if it's just not apologizing about desecrating right. <laughs> something that I don't believe is – has, like, I don't believe in sacred, right? right? The truth of the matter and is... And so how can I desecrate anything? Right. And so, mm-hmm. and I think that, that, that there's a lot of responsibility on all the, all the parties. The, the, the way that people respond... I mean, I'm sorry. These, the, the Afghanis need to grow up. Yeah. Because, and, 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 but we and can't anybody, ask that of, of, the, of them right now. What we, we cannot. What we no. can ask of them no. is that they don't shoot our soldiers. Right, and, exactly. And so he, but I, I think that right. anybody that responds... Like, you know, I mean, the whole zombie Muhammad thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, like th- these are people who need to just grow up. Right. They need to stop. Like, it's, it's, you can't I'm sorry. hit me just because I'm making fun of your religion. That. You cannot do that. Right. And okay, maybe, I mean, I, I've never been to Afghanistan and, and so, and I don't really want to go there. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I, I do appreciate, um, the work that's being done there. Um, but, um, because yeah, I wouldn't want to be there. Mm-mm. And so, so I don't understand it. And so, yeah, thank you, Eric, for calling us on that. Um, just Good so point. that we, we could take a moment to hopefully clarify and, uh, and, uh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Thanks everybody for, uh, interacting with us. Yeah. We, we, we sure we, do enjoy it. We really enjoy it. Can I just, I, I just want to put one quick call out. I have a personal goal. It's not really a personal goal because I can't do anything about it. <laughs> okay. But we currently have, I think, 27 reviews on iTunes. Yeah. And I, I'm trying to 
I want to grow our our listenership. I mm. I, I want mm-hmm. to increase the number of people listening to us. I would like to get us up to a hundred reviews on iTunes. Okay. And I don't. I. I and so I'm. Put, I'm just going to go out there and ask again. If you feel the spirit move you, <laughs> prompting you. If you've been giggling with spirit in you, mm-hmm. uh, it wouldn't hurt to go onto the iTunes and throw up a couple words. Just say they're funny or whatever, and then and then you're good. All right. All righty. Uh, so. Four two four six six six. TGIA. If you want to call us the way Eric did, leave a message. That's great. Um, or you can uh, you can p- write us emails as our as our other friends did at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. and that's how you can join the conversation. Yeah. Thank you everybody for listening. See you later, guys. Bye bye. <laughs>